Hey guys, welcome to WDWNT Nerd Alert. I'm your host, Joe Hogarty, and joining me tonight is Daniel McComb. Hi, everybody. Jack is still MIA, and Fedra is off for the day. Um, telling you people, if you want Jack back, you need to message him. He's coming back eventually. He's taking longer than normal. So, that's all I can say. <laughs> I miss him. I, I miss the both of them, but I'm glad that Dan is here because Dan, I am grateful that you've seen a lot of things that I have seen, and I, and I know they haven't seen any of these. No, no, thanks for having me on, Joe. I'll do my best to replace or substitute him for the two of them. You know, what's great is for a change. There's a lot of things to be excited about. So, you know, I am looking forward to this. Yeah, me too. I did want to ask you, so I know you, you guys celebrate Halloween and all that. Um, do you watch like Halloween movies? Like, like, do you have a tradition? Is there anything that you watch? Um, I, our family, we've never been as much into Halloween. Um, when, I, when I was younger, I never did the trick or treating, but, we, but people knocking at the door constantly all night it actually used to frighten me. So what, oh, really? so what became what became a tradition when I was younger was we would always go out for a meal on Halloween. Oh. So, so yeah, <laughs> we, we, we would go out, we'd have an Indian, uh, um, but so to say me being frightened of people knocking on the door, I'm a bit more um, brave now. So if, uh, we've got some sweets and everything ready in case the kids, because we're in a new house, so it's a new neighborhood. So we're there's some kids next door, so we'll see if they do trick-or-treating I imagine based on the decorations I've seen down the street, there's probably going to be quite a few maybe knocking at the door. Oh, that's good. So do you consider The Nightmare Before Christmas a Halloween movie or a Christmas movie? <sighs> I don't know. It's kind of the perfect bridge, really, isn't it? Like, yeah. I would watch that sort of the week Halloween is maybe just – so Halloween's on a Monday this year. So I would maybe try and watch Nightmare – sometime say maybe this week or next week and that's kind of like you're still in a bit of a halloween mood because we don't have thanksgiving so there's not that holiday in the middle to kind of break it up so you just go from halloween and then there's a kind of a lull and then you hit christmas sort of well for me i would be beginning of december but some people will have decorations up beginning mid-november so yeah i would say just after halloween for me yeah, I, I actually watched it. It's on the Disney Channel, and I was excited to see that it was in 4K and Dolby Vision. But I'm telling you, it wasn't. <laughs> you know, I mean, it might, it, <laughs> there was just basically, I think what they did, it was an old conversion, and it might be in 4K, but it doesn't look very good. The colors don't right. pop. It, you know, it's just very bizarre. I was disappointed in, watching it just because i was expecting more um uh, you know but I, I love that movie i remember when it first came out it was it had an early screening in uh greenwich village so i got to go to a theater there and check it out and again it, it was different it was very very different the music was very very different and uh i loved it at the time and the audience i was with really loved it too and it's kind of become a little bit of a tradition, I would say, for many people. Like you said, it's the perfect bridge between Halloween and Christmas. Yeah. Um, yeah, I try to watch it around Halloween. 
and uh it is it, it's a great movie i love it um but i also watched did you ever see uh it's a great pumpkin charlie brown i haven't seen it but i know of it yeah so that that's a big tradition for us too i think a lot of people watch that and um that you didn't see it, it kind of stinks because there, there's a scene it where scene in it. You well, you've seen Charlie Brown. Have you seen Peanuts and yeah, Charlie yeah. Brown? Charlie Brown is always gets abused by everybody, all of his friends. Like he's the lovable loser, and they go trick or treating, and Charlie Brown makes a costume. He's trying to be a ghost, but he makes too many holes, so he's got like maybe like ten to twelve holes. Looks really bad. But when they all go door to door, everybody gets candy and each person that's in the house gives him a rock. So like someone will say, it's like, oh, I, I got some chocolate. I got a peanut butter cup. I got a rock. And it's every house that he goes to. <laughs> and that always irritates the hell out of me because they abuse the hell out of him throughout the whole movie. You know, he's got a bald head. So they say, oh, we want to use you as a model. And uh, they draw a pumpkin on the back of his head before they carve a pumpkin. And uh, I don't know. I just can't feel, help but to feel bad for him. But I was thinking this time when he got all those rocks and he had a bag full of rocks, he should have just whack the hell out of all those kids <laughs> and taken all the candy and run away. In the reboot. It'll be in the reboot. Yeah. Because <laughs> they are. Lucy is the worst to him. I think Linus is decent. The guys seem decent. I would say Linus. And Schroeder, they seem pretty decent, but the girls are always mocking him. And it's funny, actually, I went out with a girl and she was related to the uh, uh, the actual person that, that uh, Lucy was based on. Her name, name was my friend. Well, the girl I went out with, her last name was Van Pelt. And Lucy's name was Lucy Van Pelt. And it was one of Charles Schultz's neighbor. Anyway, she, she was very attractive, this girl, but she lived, I think, on the, uh, on the uh, West Coast, like California or something like that. And she was always calling me up at three o'clock in the morning. Like it was not a problem at all for me. <laughs> you know, it's like, yeah, don't worry. I know you got work and all that, but it's only like uh, 11 or 12 by me. So I figured we'd chat. So, all right. <laughs> Anyway, that, that was my little hollow, Halloween-escapade. Halloween. So I tell what, what I did watch today, just Halloween. Um, what? Uh, I saw, watched Paranorman today. Uh, oh, I like, yeah, man, I like that. Young Man I Look After, we took went to the cinema. And it, was, it was the 10-year anniversary. Re, um, they were showing it again. So I watched Really? That. Yeah. And they had an anniversary for it, and they actually released it in theaters. Yeah. That's interesting. So, I, re I remember watching it when it came out, but I enjoyed it. I thought it's a, it was a good movie. It was different. It was like I do some, well, their stuff's quite different anyway, but it was good. Stop motion was good. The story was, they had different twists to the story. And that, that's, that was quite a good movie. I'd say that's underrated. I do too. I, I kind of liked it. I, I, the animation is a little off a little bit. Well, the stop motion. Um, mm. But what I, I always tell people is like, if you want to see a movie, that's got a gay character in it. That that's really really funny. It's in that one. Although you don't learn until the end that that person is yeah. gay. But I 
so you know i kind of thought it was handled well in a way mm-hmm. um yep and um so I, I appreciated it definitely for that that was amusing that the you know so this uh, if those that haven't seen it one of these girls is after this big football player and uh she's always trying to kind of like be teamed up with him as they're going through this whole zombie invasion and uh at the end he, it ends up that he's got a boyfriend and uh i i don't know i just thought that was well done that was funny it was it was very well done yeah yeah that is a cool movie and what's the other one corpse bride that's that's a good one too right i haven't seen that one you've never seen corpse bride no i don't Tim Burton, Johnny Depp, Helena Bonham Carter, a lot of, a lot of English people in there. <laughs> you'd love it. <laughs> now you should Great. check it out. I, I think you'd like. Danny Elfman does the music for it. Uh, it's pretty cool. Cool. All right. By the time you guys hear it, Halloween will probably be over. So let's get going. Um, so yeah. So what we're going to do today is we're going to review Andor episode eight, Black Adam. We've both seen Black Adam and Star Wars mm-hmm. Tales of the Jedi. You've seen that, right? I've seen three. Three okay. of them. That's good enough. All right. Three is better than zero. <laughs> <laughs> um, but before we start, there was one other thing I wanted to say. I had seen, and I don't know, maybe you'd seen this one. There is a, a DC animated movie that just came out, I think, a couple of weeks ago. It's called Batman and Superman Battle of the Super Sons. No. It's very, very good. And it's it's very rare that I'm shocked with a movie where I enjoy it and I actually laugh at times. And uh, this is about Jonathan Kent and Damian Wayne. Damian Wayne is, is Robin. And again, it's uh, Bruce's son. And Jonathan Kent is Superman's son. And Superman's son starts to get his powers after... It, it reminded me a little bit of uh, Sky High. Have you seen Sky High? Oh, man, dude, it's, I, I'm pretty sure it's on the Disney Channel. That is a movie you need to see. Right, okay. Are you writing all these down, Dan? I have a list. You know I've got a list. and Now there's no lockdown. The list just gets bigger. And bigger. Oh, okay, yeah, there, there's a lockdown thing. I understand that. But I will send you a list, Dan, and I will... <laughs> Prioritize. Yeah, I finally watched Six Sense the other day. I finally oh, watched did? Six Sense. Did yeah. you like that? I did enjoy that, yeah. And you, and you weren't spoiled by it? No, because you'd already told me that you knew. Well, you, you already told me that what Bruce Willis, his secret at the end was. I told you? I forgot. I'm but... sure you did. I'm sure you did. When we were, <laughs> oh, this is maybe probably a year or two ago. Okay, maybe it was me. So I already knew that going in, but. I could imagine, I, I still enjoyed the movie, but yeah, if I hadn't have known that at all going in, then yeah, that would have been a good twist. I, I think the majority of people that saw that movie, even when it was out, knew that because so many people spoiled it. Like they couldn't wait. But it, yeah, that is one of his best too. Um, but I, I, anyway, I meant to see who? Uh, Sha- M. Night Shyamalan? No, yeah, no, no, sorry. I thought we were going on a tangent. So, oh, okay, sorry. No, I'm still on the tangent. <laughs> <laughs> All right. Um, no, I was going to say, um, if I had to prioritize your list, Sky High, I think it might be on Disney Plus. It's a Disney movie. Right. It's very, very good. It's about a bunch of 
superhero kids that go to high school. It's live action too. And uh, it's a fun movie. It's very good. Um, so anyway, so Battle of the Super Sons. I, I told Jack about it because he's a big fan of Damien Wayne and, and Jonathan Kent. And they're complete opposites. They're like the odd couple because uh, Jonathan's just like this nice, humble, sort of happy child. And Damien is the complete opposite. He's a nasty little bastard that just looks for trouble. But the thing that really got me is there's so much chemistry between the voice actors, you know, because uh, what it's about is that uh, Jonathan Kent finally gets his powers, but he only has heat vision. So Superman reveals to him that, you know, he's actually Superman. Clark does. And they go and they see Batman and Damien is Batman's son. And Damien just doesn't like anybody. So he automatically doesn't like Jonathan. And, uh, you know, I, again, I don't want to spoil too much, but they they kind of get into a little ruckus. But what happens is uh, Starro is the main villain who was in the Justice, you know, in the, the Suicide Squad. Remember that big yep. star, uh, which I can't stand. That's the worst part of it is the, the villain. But he ends up infecting all the Justice League and millions of people throughout the earth. But Jonathan and Damien are able to escape. And so they have to team up and try and find the source to all this, which is Starro, you know, try and kill him off to get people from being infected. Uh, all I'm going to say is their chemistry, is, like, again, is so good that you believe them. Like, you believe that, that they act like natural kids. Whoever are the voice actors, bravo to the both of them. And uh, the animation's not bad, too. And it actually, they use specific lines from Superman the movie. And I love that. And the last thing I'm going to say is that when he tells, Clark tells Jonathan that he's Superman, he says, well, I stand for truth, justice, and the American way. I almost fell out of my chair that the American way was in there. And I was so happy. So highly recommended if you guys are interested. It's out on digital pretty good movie all right let's get into the news so uh dc and warner brothers have found their new or their kevin feige that they've been looking for and it happens to be james gunn and peter saffron so your thoughts on that danny boy um well i because i read that so james gunn's going to be the creative guy and sorry what was the other fellow's name again uh, Peter Saffron. Peter Saffron, he's going to be more the the business. So I like that there's going to be two clear people yeah. in charge. And it's now the DCU, isn't it? It's not DCEU anymore, which is good because it rolls off the tongue better. Yeah, so I agree. Hopefully there can be a Frank Wells, Michael Eisner kind of one keeps one in check while the other, you know what I mean? I hope there's not going to be this disconnect of where all the movies are going. I like James Gunn director. I think he's been amazing for Guardians of the Galaxy. This, his Suicide Squad was better than the first Suicide Squad, mm. but I still, it still wasn't as good a movie as I think people led it to believe. I don't, I've only enjoyed his Guardians stuff. That's, um, and I, I'm not sold that 
he can do more with other things yet. But, I mean, we'll see how he works as a lead. But I think he's very good for, for DC. I think they needed a change. I think we, well, we, we'll get to it later when we're talking about Black Adam, but I think DC have a reputation Warner Brothers of putting out okay movies, but a lot of times they're often disappointing. Whereas Marvel has a reputation of they put out good movies and then occasionally there's some that are not as good, but there's very little time where there's a bad Marvel movie. Whereas I think DC were more surprised when there's quite a good movie. I don't have think we've seen, had like an have excellent. You seen, have you seen phase four? <laughs> yes, but then I still don't like, I thought look, Eternals is my lowest ranked Marvel movie, but I think the others were all, yes, there was no mind blowing. There wasn't anything that was the Avengers or it was Infinity War or Civil War, but they were still somewhere around the seven out of 10 mark for me, most of them. Whereas I think if a DC movie gets a seven out of 10, I'm like, wow, that's a really good DC movie. Yeah, it's true. That's a good point. I will give you, know you know that I, mean? I, I, I have some nines and 9.5s in the MCU. DC, it doesn't I, maybe have a, I maybe have a 7.5, maybe. I don't what, know. What about Joker? We'll consider that. But then, but, ah, well then, because this was something that I heard about those guys being in charge. So obviously everything's going to fall under the DCU, DC Studios, except for the Joker that's going to be kept its own separate thing. Okay. So I don't, and we talked about the Joker before. I, it's a good movie, but it's not a comic book movie for me. Okay. I spent the whole movie wanting to see the Joker be the Joker. It's a very good movie, but I think they could have just called it a completely different name, you know, and it's just a great movie about somebody going through some really tough stuff and then ending up where they end up. I think the Joker character just obviously got 20% more eyeballs on the movie than it would because you get all the comic book fans going to see it. You know, it's funny when you said that you like the word DCU better than DCEU because it slips off the tongue a little better. Uh, no, mm-hmm. you, you're totally right. And I always used to think whenever I would hear DCEU, I'd always think of it as DC Europe. Even though, <laughs> even though I knew it was the extended universe, yeah. but it just didn't sound right you know and uh, i think that's cool dcu versus mcu that's pretty damn cool maybe uh, star wars will now come back with swu (laughs) (laughs) but i was shocked i really was because first of all i didn't think he was going to take the position uh what's his name james gunn and uh i'm glad he did though because Again, he did such a great job with Guardians. I I kept thinking, and I've done this before, where we've ranked the movies. It's still my favorite. And there's Avengers and Avengers Infinity Wars up there, but he did he did more with less, you know. Yes. Where others have done so much less with more, like Batman v Superman and Justice League. You know, they had all of those. Yep monumental characters that those the movie both those movies should have been 10 out of 10s and should have made two billion dollars easily but they dropped the ball and and that's why i know that 
I think it was Zasloff that is, you know, he's the new CEO of, of Warner Brothers Discovery. It, it was either him or the other guy, but he had said that he really liked Joker mostly because of how successful it was. I think it was like $67 million to make and it made over a billion dollars. And when you're a businessman, that's what you want. I mean, you want somebody to make the most out of what little they have. And I think he saw that in James Gunn, that he had a bunch of ragtag characters that nobody even knew who they were. And they may not have made a billion dollars, but everybody knew who they were when the movie was over. And it was so successful that it had garnished a, a trilogy. And I, again, I, I like the second one too. I mean, it's, it's, uh, it's kind of hard. I mean, I, I, I have to say I like the first one better. There might be some goofy stuff in the second one, but it's, it's very minor if there is. Uh, and I'm looking forward to the third one. My, my problem always with James Gunn was I didn't like the fact that Disney when all of this canceling started going around where they canceled, you know, they, they fired Roseanne, they fired, um, what's her name? Uh, Gina Carino. I don't know if that was around the same time, but then when all this stuff came out about his tweets of pedophilia and when we saw pictures of him throwing a, a, um, uh, catch a predator party, which is about, over here, I don't know if you've seen it over there, but it's uh, about where they re- reveal who a predator is. Like they'll, they'll, the cops will pretend to be young children and invite them over. And when they're there, the cameras are on them, they get arrested. Um, I don't think that's something that you should spend your whole life lavishing over. And it seemed like he did. He, he wrote a lot of sick and disgusting tweets. And for him to have a party where he came as a priest, and he was photographed with two Catholic school girls on his knees. I think he, he, yeah. he may have not been convicted of anything, but I think he has pedophilia tendencies. And that does not work in a company that caters mostly to children. So I can understand why they, they fired him. But if he worked at Warner Brothers or Universal or something like that, you know, it's a lot easier for him to get away with something like that. Um, although... Uh, a lot of people would still find his acts a little heinous. It just Disney, you you have to think of, you know, who your audience is that they hired him back and they didn't tell anybody. I don't think that was right. I mean, I'm glad we're going to see a third guardian with him there, but it still rubs me the wrong way. And I think it kind of rubbed James Gunn the wrong way too. And like after what they did, all the stuff that Disney did, they just, it was like a recipe for making mistakes because they, they fired him right away. And then they secretly met with him and they said, well, now we're going to bring you back, you know, but they also, they didn't stand by him when he wanted them to. So he's like, yeah, I'll do your picture for a couple of million dollars. All right. Yeah. I'll come back for that. But meanwhile, DC had their eyes on him and they, got him for the suicide squad. And I think uh, at some point, like a few months ago, he said he was done, you know, with the guardians, this was going to be his last guardians movie. And I think that was the writing on the wall. He was going to be doing more stuff with DC. So Marvel had definitely lost him. Uh, But I didn't know that 
this was going to be the big thing that he was going to be the, the Kevin Feige. The good thing is I think that it's going to be very good. And I, I think that there's going to be a change, a shift. The uh, hierarchy of the DC universe is about to change. <laughs> and I think from now on, DC is taking the place of Marvel and Marvel is going to be in such trouble. I think because I, I also heard that they were they had talked to Kevin Feige and they were trying to get him yeah, over. Yeah, I heard that thing. Yeah, it's unfortunate. I, I think Kevin Feige is done. I just feel like, like you said, like it's good that there's two people in charge because I think now he's at that position where it's like a dictatorship and he surrounds himself with people like Lucas did, like Peter Jackson did, like Kathleen Kennedy did, where everybody's afraid to say, well, maybe that's not the right thing to do. And and now he just feels like he's making an impact on history and and he's making the big decisions and he's not getting any pushback. Um, yeah, I mean, phase four, I was really disappointed and they, I felt at best they were mediocre movies and I can tell you right now, I haven't seen Wakanda forever. It's not going to be very good. I don't care what people are saying. Uh, well, actually, I think there were a lot of tweets that said the same thing. You won't be disappointed. That's not ravering reviews, you know, from people. Uh, I, I have a feeling it's it's going to disappoint a lot of people because, like we've said, Black Panther's not in it. It's a movie called Black Panther, Wakanda forever. And it's not really Black Panther. As far as I'm concerned, it's like Robin. It's like, yeah, yeah. Go into a Batman movie and you get Robin instead. You know. But he's he's just while we quickly on uh, Wakanda Forever. I had a really really random thought last night. Yeah. Obviously, T'Challa, the character, dies in this because we see in the trailers like he's going to have like a funeral and everything. Yeah. So. Yeah. But. In theory, shouldn't all the different Avengers and heroes all be at his funeral? Because they were for Iron Man. That's true, but maybe they will be. Maybe they will be. Okay. Um, so, sorry, I think my Siri thing turned on. <laughs> oh, that's okay. Every time I was talking to you, I thought it was talking to him. Um, but... Yeah, I mean, maybe they will be, but it was just a really random thought. But back to Kevin Feige, I know what you mean. I think maybe they do need to put somebody else as a second in command because I got really nervous when they started talking about Kevin Feige doing things with Star Wars. Not because mm. I didn't have faith he could do something with Star Wars because I think he could do better than what we've seen so far from Kathleen Kennedy in recent years. But I was nervous because that might spread him too thin. So then if he's not got his eye on Marvel all the time, like he has done through phase one, two, and three, now that he's starting to look across and see Star Wars or something else he can play with, he's not paying as much attention, you know, with Marvel. And then in the end, you kind of, you do a bit of each and neither one of them gets your full, you know, effort quality and both kind of get, a split of it and then nobody really wins in that aspect but i don't know i'm hopeful james gunn let's and and um so 
he can do more. I think he'll do something. I think he'll do some things different. I think he'll bring a better tone. Um, I know part of the Disney thing why they dropped him as well as with all that stuff. I think they had to was because it was in the middle of the Fox deal, so they were being heavily, heavily scrutinized on every little thing. So I think they had no choice, and I think they said quietly to him in a couple of months when Fox's mm. that deal has been signed and delivered, we'll bring you back in, and it pretty much happened that way. I think and they never like February but or something. They close with Fox, and then in March, hey, look, he's back. But they did publicly fire him. They let yes. him go. Yeah. Oh, yeah. Publicly fired him. Yeah. Because- but that's what bothered me is that they never publicly announced he was back. You know, no. like they they kind of snuck him in under the under the uh, yes. the carpet <laughs> or whatever. Yeah. 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 In through the back door. Yeah. Yeah. But I, you know, one thing too that I wanted to say about him is I think that he's. He's going to focus on story, you know, where the previous leadership of DC EU, they were focusing and they've said it before, inclusiveness, diversity, and representation. And not that that's not going to be a focus, but instead of being the number one focus, maybe it might be the number three focus. So I really think that story is going to be very important to him. And, uh, that's why I'm very hopeful because it it, it sucks because again, like when we started Nerd Alert, which was like eight or nine years ago, we we were getting home runs everywhere, you know, like with Marvel, with Star Wars. It was yeah. just so much fun to be able to talk about it. But it's just it's been the dark times for the last few years. I mean, after Endgame, it kind of just lost its luster. Um, and I just want to see some of that back somewhere, even if it's the competition, you know, if it's DC, yeah. I want to see a good Superman movie. I want to see a good, I really hope to get rid of the Pattinson as Batman. Cause that movie wasn't horrible, but it just didn't do anything for me either. You know? Yeah. Uh, I, I really hope that they, they don't make a trilogy or a quadrilogy or whatever. But we'll see. Maybe, maybe he'll may have some decision-making process on that. Um, but yeah, I, I see optimism in it, and I think that's a good thing. And hopefully Disney is seeing this, and uh, they start to make changes too. Yeah, the Monday Night Wars of comics. <laughs> yeah. That's, that's what we need. Yeah. So uh, the Ant-Man Quantumanium trailer came out. Uh, did you see that one? I did. Yes. And what were your thoughts on that? Well, I enjoyed it. I thought it was a good trailer, but I did like the one that they had at D23 better. I thought the one at D23 gave the movie a different gravity than the one that they publicly released. Now, is this a leaked one at D23? Yeah. Okay. Yeah, yeah. That one that's like from some guy's lap on his phone. But um, I think it showed Kang better in the D23 one and a bit more menacing but I think it'll be different when we see the the full trailer for Ant-Man in a couple of months time but I enjoyed it I think um, I'm not a big fan of when they change actors in the roles but I know that the girl that they swapped for Cassie Lang I've seen her in a few other things and she's quite a good actress so hopefully I didn't even notice <laughs> oh well there you go um, which is different when because we see an ad, like a well a young adult Cassie in Endgame when Ant Man yeah. wakes up, 
So it's a different actress. So I'm assuming that they've swapped actresses to a more name known actress because she's going to have a bigger role maybe going forward. Um, we got a glimpse of Bill Murray. I think it showed an army, which I'm assuming is Kang's army. And that looks like quite a lot of people. Um, a few things that's said online were saying all oh, the Avengers are in trouble now. But I think this is, I think what we're on about with phase four, it just hasn't seemed to have that single like thread kind of going through it. I think we all knew that it's going to go to Kang because we'd heard that obviously Jonathan Major got uh, cast as Kang and we saw him a little bit at the end of Loki, but there really hasn't been, so like phase one, you had all these origin stories and, but there was, when we got to the Avengers, you could see, oh, look, this is how it's starting to tie together. We didn't, we haven't had that in phase four. And I think that's why it's been kind of a, yeah, it's been fine, but it's not been the other phases. And I think Ant-Man and Ant-Man Quantumania, I think that's going to be the start of, all right, we're going to get excited now because we're going to see more of Kang. Whatever he does in the movie, I think then we'll leave us. We'll kind of be like, all right, they're going to need to do something more to combat him. So I'm excited for that beginning of phase five because I think it'll have more direction for each of the movies. I think each each one we will kind of see the story go to where it's going to go as far as Kang Dynasty and Secret Wars. Yeah, and you know, I've never been a fan of the Ant-Man movies. I mean, they're okay, but they're kind of a the, the low tier for me for Marvel movies. Uh, and I just never was a fan of a guy that could shrink was his best superpower and again if you're gonna grow to a giant just call yourself giant man i i just never liked ant-man in the movies but paul rudd i, I mean in the comics but paul rudd does a, a good job as scott lang um and, and it's funny that they're, they're they're light movies they're uh you know I, I like you know they're okay um so i was surprised that i actually liked this trailer and uh, i didn't think i was going to um, I thought it was you know a decent trailer, but it reminds me a lot of Tron Legacy. And did you see Tron Legacy? Mm-hmm. Yes, right. yes. <laughs> but that's what it reminds me. Like they're in this completely different world. Maybe it's not the the creator that's the god there, but it it just seems to me it's got that vibe. What I was uh, again this is nitpicking. How, how can they breathe there? Do they breathe oxygen? Wasn't didn't she have a helmet on the whole time that she was stuck in the uh, the, the quantum zone? Uh, I, they, you know, maybe um, did she? She might have had a mask. I don't know if it was a full dome. She just had a hood. Did she not just have a hood? I don't remember. Again, it's been a while since we've seen it, but I thought that she was stuck in there and she had a mask on. You know, like a breathing apparatus you know for her to breathe like when you're ant-man you have that thing on there it might look like a cool costume but it also provides you with oxygen in case you need it um i I, again it's being very nerdy and nitpicky of it but i did i like the trailer um and yeah i mean we knew bill murray was going to be in it he's been getting in a lot of trouble recently everybody's crapping on him uh saying that he's sexist and misogynist and He's got a bad temper and all that. They're trying to cancel him. Like, 
I don't know if you've been aware of it, but I've been seeing certain articles on him. Uh, I know it was Gina Davis. Uh, well, Richard Dreyfus never liked him. Uh, he does have, a, I, I think the whole thing with Bill Murray is he's probably a nice guy at times, but at times he could probably be a jerk. I'm sure he realizes that he's got a lot of clout, that he's made a lot of classic movies. And I think he probably has some arrogance to him and he probably feels he can get away with things that most people can't get away with. And he'll just say, well, I was being funny or I was being an old man or something like that. Um, but with someone like him, you know, it's like, I, I don't want to see him canceled because he's done so many good things and, you know, and, and he does have a lot of talent. Um, I think it would be a shame to see him disappear uh, just because people had specific issues with them. And some m- might be serious from the ones that I've read. It's flirting, but there's some touching involved and, you know, that that's definitely not, considered appropriate now back then it may have been you know um but yeah i got get the guy a break <laughs> that's all i have to say um yeah i'm still a big fan of his and let him play golf with michael jordan or whoever he plays his celebrities <laughs> with uh, and i'm happy but i am looking forward i'm a lot more optimistic about Ant-Man Quantumanium. Is Ant-Man and the Wasp Quantumanium? Is that what it's called? Is it, it might just be Ant-Man okay. Quantumanium. We'll leave um, it at that. Um, so I'm looking forward to that a little bit more. I, oh, also I wanted to say too, because they, if you remember, they, they switched it with Wakanda Forever because Wakanda Forever was supposed to come out next year. I think that that was strategic because I still think Wakanda Forever is going to suck. And I think that Ant-Man is going to be good and that they'd rather start phase five on a good note and end phase four on a bad note. That's my personal feeling. We'll see when both these movies come out, if I'm correct, but I have a feeling that that's why there was the big switcheroo. Yeah, no, it could be. I just looked it up then. Ant-Man and the Wasp, Quantumania. Okay. Yeah. Put her name in there. I'm fine with that. (laughs) (laughs) So last news story. So Henry Cavill officially announced that he is back as Superman. It was either on Twitter or something like that. And the guy is incredibly humble. You know, he thanked the fans for their patience and he's looking forward to playing an emotional and joyful Superman, which we really haven't seen too much of. And I'm really happy for the guy. Um, He also said that, he was the second choice to play James Bond for Casino Royale. Like Daniel Craig was number one, and then he was number two. So right, I'm going to ask you that one first. Who would you have preferred? And do you watch? You know, have you seen Daniel Craig's James Bond? Yeah, I've seen. I haven't seen all of them. I've seen up to Quantum of Solace. That was the last one I saw because I didn't. I was really going like to say that. up to quantum. Me. Well, you've only seen yeah, two yeah. then. <laughs> so two. Okay. <laughs> Casino okay. Casino Royale was really good. I really enjoyed Casino Royale. I did quantum too. Quantum of Solace. Quantum of Solace. I didn't enjoy that. I didn't either. It just put me up. It put me off going to see the other ones. I thought that was a. Really, I, I thought it was required for all English people to see James Bond movies. 
Well, I'm Irish, so okay. I, so well, so I was Sean Connery. Doesn't fall under. Oh, Sean Connery. Yeah, and Pierce Brosnan. Pierce Brosnan was Irish. Sorry. Pierce Brosnan. Um. Yeah, I don't. I don't know. Is he not? I I, I mean, maybe because I've only seen him in his more recent. Ever since he became Superman, he's been a a big muscular stature figure in all the different things he's played. He's been in like, like The Witcher and. Mm. The Mission Impossible and was it Man for Uncle? So I don't know if he'd be too big and bulky to be a Bond. Does that make sense? Well, he like, could at least trim down. Trim I, down, but then I don't know because he's quite a, a a tall, big, broad guy. For him to trim down, he might actually then look a bit more gangly. He might look more basketball player than. But yeah, no, I, I, they did, they did fine with Daniel Craig. I think he's the, he was, he was the right choice in that. Yeah, my issue with him as James Bond is I, I love the guy. I think he makes a great Superman, but he, I don't think he's a very good actor. I think that he gets a lot of his roles because he's good looking, you know, and he's got I'd presence. Agree. Yeah. But yeah. even Superman, the character of Superman, is kind of boring, you know. So he fits in there, okay, because that's what Superman is. It's like, who is it that said? Oh, Zack Snyder said that he's the the greatest Superman ever on screen. Eh, no, that was Christopher Reeve for sure, because Christopher Reeve was able to balance the nerdy Clark Kent and Superman, and uh, they they were two different people basically where he probably didn't even need glasses, you know, to show that to hide his identity. Um, the Clark Kent in this one, he doesn't do that. He's not nerdy. He just puts on glasses. He's, like, he's, a, cool, he's, a, he's a cool guy trying to be a nerd. That's There's no he, difference between like, his presentation yeah. and as Clark Kent and Superman. And, and that's not his fault. It was the director no. or the writers that said that, well, he should be a little cooler, but, you know, but I just don't see too much acting range in him. But again, I like him. He's very humble. He's got an incredible body for what he did. For He took it very serious uh, being Superman. And uh, I'm happy for him. I mean, I'm looking forward to it. Again, if you show me Superman flying and it looks realistic, the story is halfway decent. Uh, you got a good villain. I'm on board. Good music. And uh, that's kind of interesting. Well, we'll get into that <laughs> in our next segment. <laughs> so speaking of our next segment, let's get into our movies. So first one that uh, we'll get into is Black Adam. Now, we have both seen Black Adam. So all right, give we'll make this a little round table, short table. Tell me what you think about the movie and rate it at a 10. Um. Oh, what did I say? Did I give it uh did I give it a high five and a half to a six, maybe? Yeah. Yeah, that's what I said. Um again, it was I'm disclaimer, I'm a huge fan of the rock. Wrestling movies, I I I, I am a fan, but I have been nervous about him as Black Adam. And so as somebody that enjoys pretty much every movie that The Rock has been in, 
as like a guilty pleasure. Have you seen every movie, movie that The Rock has okay. been in? I I think I have. <laughs> even like the, the even the really crap ones like Southland Tales and Holy the crap. Game Planner and two uh, oh yeah <laughs> that's the worst one he's ever made but I Walking Tall the Run Down all those but yeah the movie was fine I it wasn't the worst DC movie but it definitely wasn't one I'd watch I would watch Man of Steel I would watch Wonder Woman the first one i would watch batman superman i would watch the justice league either version before black adam but yeah that's yeah 5.5 or maybe a, a generous six if i had to yeah so but i was I'd surprised that you and i had a little difference of opinion i liked it a little more than you did i i'd probably give it a 6.5 to a seven and partly is I, I think he did do a good job as Black Adam. You know, when you are Black Adam, you have to come off as uh, intimidating. And he does that well. He just has to do that stare. And he's been practicing that for, what, 20 years now, at least. But he works well as Black Adam. And I'm always, even though I think he juices a lot, I'm impressed with his physique. Um, I couldn't help looking uh, you know, just at his body and wondering <laughs> what, I mean, is his, I'm not even going to say it. I'll just skip, forget it. Um, <laughs> but I, I liked him better when he didn't have the cape on, you know, cause again, you got to see his back mm-hmm. muscles. You got to see his butt muscles and he just looked like, again, I was like, my God, I can't believe that a human could naturally do this, which again, I, I don't think that they can, but uh, he, he's okay in the role. My problem, my big problem with him is that he speaks perfect English, perfect American English, where practically everybody else is speaking either Egyptian or Middle Eastern. And it's like, just try. Well, you know, maybe they did try. And it was so horrible that like, just do your regular voice, you know, because um, yeah. like, if they would have gotten someone else to do his voice and dub it, I think they would have really mocked him for it, that he couldn't even do a voice. <laughs> so I guess maybe he had to do it because he has, he's got zero, zero, zero range. Who was I talking about before? That's got no range. Henry Cavill. Um, well, Henry Cavill is, Maybe he's got a one in range. I think I was talking about somebody else. It probably we had to do with the, you know, the whole Marvel stuff or whatever. I mean, the DC and and uh, James Gunn, but whatever. He's got no range whatsoever. Every character that he plays is the same exact character, except which was what was the one that he did with? Um, oh man, I can't think of his name. It was the comedy where. He was a cop and uh, with Kevin Hart. The Kevin uh, Hart. I, I was going to say Chris Tucker, and I know it's like Chris Tucker. <laughs> Kevin Hart. Yeah. Uh, yeah. He, he probably had a little bit more range in that, you know. Uh, when yeah, I, didn't I think, see it. like, he, play, he plays, like, the, the Rock is my all time favorite wrestler, and I enjoy his movie. Like, he, I, I'll agree. He, he is just good at playing a 
slight variation of The Rock in the different movies, Fast and Furious, The Rundown, whatever whatever movie he plays Jungle a variation. Jumanji, he plays a variation on The Rock character, and that that's why I enjoy them because he, he's not he's not back in, he's not in wrestling anymore, so it's a way of still getting some of that, but. When and you don't mind it for comedy movies or just the different generic action movies, Fast and Furious movies aren't known for their acting. Look at Vin Diesel, but if but this was different, and it's kind of like I I get what you mean. He played it well and intense, but for me, I, I was watching The Rock in a superhero costume when oh, I wanted definitely. to see when I wanted to see Black Adam. Like I don't see. Henry Cavill in a Superman costume. I see Superman. Yeah, I see that's a good point. I don't see I don't see Ben Affleck in a Batman suit. I'm seeing Batman. Mm. I'm seeing not Robert. I'm, I don't see Robert Downey Jr. Ah, I see Robert Downey Chris Jr. Hensworth, <laughs> do you? Uh, I don't. I see Tony Stark. And then so, and I don't think he 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 could do that. I think he was he wasn't his own character he was just a version of the rock he was the rock playing black adam i will Whereas, say good for him he's making a lot of money off of it you know absolutely but you know what i don't like about him is i do think he's getting a very big head due to all of the success but again he's bringing in the, the crowds and the money so mm-hmm. you you can't just brush him off uh, my problem though is i think that he always wanted to play superman but they already had a Superman. So even back in the day, he says, well, people want me to play Black Adam. I'll play Black Adam, but I'll make him into my own version of Superman, except I'll make him better than Superman, where he doesn't have any weaknesses and that if we ever fought, I would kick his ass. And that's exactly what he did as far as I'm concerned. But I think that he's going to have problems if he really wants to fight Superman and thinks that, he's going to kick Superman's ass from the fans. I think the fans are going to have a problem with that. Um, And he's going to have to break his rule where he doesn't always, where he always wins because uh, it's problematic. Again, he's good. I I love the action scenes. I like when he's flying. I like when he's shooting lightning out of his hands and like when he's ripping people apart, Uh, it's cool. But I didn't like that he was a goody two shoes basically from the beginning he was a hero you know he was not an anti-hero he was not a villain at first he was a hero and then when you heard his story he was even more of a hero you know like he wasn't really the original black adam he was Mm -hmm. the father of black adam and all that stuff was spoiled but you kind of let it go too because uh you know, it's it's still it's a, an enjoyable popcorn movie. But if you saw the trailer, mm-hmm. you knew that Rock was the father, and uh, you know the other guy was the son. And then when you heard the Rock's voice coming out of the father, not really seeing him in the beginning with the little kid, you know when they were were slaves, you know he was the Rock. Unless Father Rock and Son Rock had the same voice, you know that that could always have been a possibility. And um, yeah, it it's it 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 had problems for sure. The story is just completely out there. 
but I still think he's a good presence. I think he's a good Black Adam. I just think they need better writers to work on this stuff, um, better directors to work on it. And I think that uh, all that money went to The Rock and special effects. <laughs> so they, I forgot who wrote and directed this stuff, but they, they never really did anything before. Like some of them worked with The Rock. Like I think one of the writers wrote Rampage and very little else or everything that he wrote bombed at the box office. And I was like, yeah, hire that guy. <laughs> you know, it's why not? But again, that, that's what the problem is with a lot of these Star Wars and Marvel, especially the Marvel series, is that they don't care about the writers, you know, it's or the story. They're like, well, we, we want to make money. And the best way to make money is to have somebody famous in the role. And uh, people are still going to see it. And, and that's a, a problem, too, is you're like we said, you're rewarding mediocrity if the movie makes a lot of money and people keep going to see it because they're blown away by the special effects. But if they, if the movie bombs and they look at it, well, why did it bomb? Someone eventually is going to say, eh, the story's not that good. You know, it's, it's like, nah, all right, next time we're going to hire a really good writer. We're going to spend a lot of money to, for good writing. And that just wasn't there. This also reminded me a lot of Terminator 2. You know, the way that the skateboard kid, the kid, you know, was teaching him catchphrases and not to kill people. So that wasn't very original. Um, I think there was bits in it. I think some of the some of the scenes in it, so like the Terminator things and the Western, um, you know, like the Western bit that they had after. Oh, the the good, the bad, and the ugly. Yes. I think those were in because those are my, I think those are things that the rock enjoyed i know he i I don't know about terminator but i know that i know he likes arnold and as a role model for like going into movies i know he likes westerns and stuff like that so i think those bits put in were possibly his input maybe and that's why we got some of those things in there well the good the bad and the ugly is one of my favorite movies so i was happy to see that i mean and that scene is probably one of the greatest scenes ever filmed you know like when they're having that little what they call like a mexican showdown Mm. um but i think when he brought it up again when he was facing off against the guy i I just don't think he handled it well um it could have been more suspenseful maybe there could have been more people involved like maybe like about 20 guys pointing their guns at him and another 20 guys pointing their guns at him in another direction and then he'd do it but just to do it against one guy and knowing that he was definitely going to kill the guy you know easily Mm. Um, it just didn't work, but, and I, and I like, I, I was surprised that I liked the justice society. It made me laugh. I, I saw an interview with the rock when he says, and he goes, well, what's great about this movie is that everybody's going to finally get to see their favorite justice society characters. And I'm like, yeah, if anybody even knows who they are for the most part, <laughs> you know, I mean, it's not like they're the justice league. It's the Justice Society, yeah. which is like the B team. And but they were still good. I, I thought I, I really liked all the actors and I can't stand Pierce Brosnan. And I thought that was yeah. his best role. You know? Yeah, I liked him. I like the guy who did Hawkman. Yeah, I liked him too. I like that actor. I um, liked to I what was Cyclone. I liked her. You know, yeah, 
like I told you, she'd kick Zendaya's ass in acting. <laughs> um, but she was a lot, you know, they were all ripoffs. Like she she was like Storm, you know, from the she X-Men. Storm and like Shuri as well with the way, with like the science. I got a bit of that. Reminded me a bit. Yeah. And you said, well, I, I thought that, uh, wasn't it a- Adam Squasher? Adam Smasher. Smasher. Adam Smasher. I, I thought he was like Ant-Man or Giant-Man. Yeah. But the, the the mask and everything and just his head movements was making me think he was trying to be a bit Deadpool-like as well. Because yeah. the eyes and everything were exactly the same. It was the same style of mask. And he was trying to throw up like a, you know, try and be clever with a comment here or there. But it just, it didn't quite land. And Yeah. And like Dr. Fate was like Dr. Strange, except he was... Mm-hmm less sarcastic and arrogant you know mm-hmm. i would say he's more humble and uh you know participating i would say um and then i i i kind of thought hawk man was like falcon for me um, yeah we always used to have those things like who would win in a fight but hawk man would kick falcon's ass because he's at a completely different level but i like falcon more than hawk man just cool mm-hmm. costume you know like i don't buy like the, the the whole wing apparatus you know that he uses and mm-hmm. anyway um but no i liked i liked them all i thought that they were pretty good and that's what surprised me you know and i guess the whole thing is is i went in expecting the worst and for me it wasn't that bad and when i look at it and i compare it to other dc movies i think it's better than a lot of DC movies like again Jokers will leave that out since it's not part of the DCU but probably my favorite is Man of Steel then Batman v Superman um I, I I can't say that this is up there with it you know but but I would say the other ones suck like I know you like Wonder Woman I like Wonder Woman when she's in Themyscira and when she's uh in No Man's Land you know the first scene at, during World War One, but I, I don't think it's that great of a movie. Um, Aquaman, I just never got. I don't know why people enjoyed it. What else do we have? Shazam. I thought this was better than Shazam. Um, oh, no, I like Shazam more than this. Well, I don't like Shazam because he's so goofy. And it's he acts. You know, he's got the the kid mentality and everything. Mm-hmm. And at least The Rock didn't have that. Uh, you know, that's what Shazam should really be like. He should be an adult where uh, I'm not going to, I've said it so many times. I preferred the old Shazam where, you know, he, Billy would say Shazam and then a completely different body would come down. He, I guess he would be in it, but he would speak as an adult and think as an adult. Cause again, it doesn't yeah, make any the, sense. Wiz, it's the wisdom of Solomon, isn't it? Exactly. Yeah. But uh yeah, I don't know. I, I enjoyed it. <laughs> you know, it's it's not like I would go see it again, but I would watch it again. I mean, I love those fight scenes. He had a decent theme song too. Mm-hmm. Not as good as and that's one thing that always irritates me is DC puts some money into their theme songs, like because Man of Steel is great, the Batman themes are great, Wonder Woman's theme is incredible. Yeah. Hers is good. 
Um, and his is okay. You know, it's, it's not that bad. Um, let me see what else is. Uh... But, you know, it's, it's funny, though. When, when I had seen the movie, it wasn't crowded. It wasn't a packed theater. But by far, the favorite scene was the after credit scene or mid credit scene. You know, when <laughs> Superman shows up, everybody clapped. No one clapped during the movie. <laughs> you know, they just clapped <laughs> at that one scene. How was it for you? I mean, well, I mean, you, you talked about it with Charlie the other week. Like people very seldom like clap and cheer in the theater here, which which is a shame because sometimes you need that. Especially, mm. it makes movies feel like events. But it wasn't. I went for an. I was I was off work, so I went for an eleven a.m. showing just to. I thought it'd be a bit quieter. Because sometimes I don't like going to, when it's too crowded because sometimes you always get sitting next to the guy who's talking or yeah. somebody's on their phone or I really hate the notification where your phone flashes, like the, the flash like on your back of your phone flashes instead of it buzzing or ringing. And that'll happen. So, that's, so I went for the early showing. There was, I don't know, it was maybe a third full. Um, I don't want to say there was, a, people still leave. I, I, I still don't get this with the Marvel movies. People still leave as soon as the movie finishes. They don't wait to see if there is anything. Yeah, um, I noticed that too. <laughs> but <laughs> you think, you think, what is it, 12 years or something now, this happening? Like, I'll do that now with movies that aren't even Marvel and things because I don't know. You never know. Like, be like are, these, film. are these random people that just say, oh, it's a uh, new movie. Let's go and see. The Rock's in it. Let's go see it. <laughs> it's over. It must be. It absolutely must be. Like, who who was was rocking up to Thor Love and Thunder going, oh, I'll go and we'll give this a try and then just leave straight after. Like, um, but but no, yeah, so there was no like audible reaction to the to seeing Henry Cavill as Superman, but I enjoyed it. I didn't watch any of the leaks beforehand. I think I know you sent it to me, but I didn't. I was gonna watch that. I'm gonna wait and say mm. I'm gonna wait and say, but you know what I'm like with spoilers and things like that. Like so I forget. I, um, I, <laughs> I forget. I forget what's considered a spoiler to you. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, like I tend not to watch anything past the teaser trailer, but um, most times. But no, it was good to see him back. The costume looked great. There was color. There was vibrancy back in that. Um, yeah, the curl, the hair yeah. curl. I think. I think though, just those two touches alone. When we next see him as Superman will make such a big difference just tone and visually of the film. Because you know now, the next film, because Black Adam was quite a dark movie as far as like the colour palette. And they didn't like try and grayscale the Superman suit to kind of fit the, you know, the tone of Black mm-hmm. Adam. So you know that whenever somebody gets their hands on, whoever's doing Man of Steel 2 or whatever it is, it's going to be a nice, bright, vibrant movie and that'll do wonders for the next film. Well, yeah, I'm hoping it's James Gunn. Um, there's no reason why he can't direct a movie. Uh, yeah. But he can also be in charge of it. But yeah, no, I, I was, every time I see that scene, and I've seen it numerous times online, 
before it came out, I got the chills and I got the chills again in the theater. And just thinking about it right now, I'm getting the chills, you know, because <laughs> it's nice to see him back because he was disrespected. The fans liked him. It was never his fault that, you know, they, they kept wanting to go too fast. So like they brought in, they did Batman V Superman mm-hmm. and instead of give, giving him a proper Man of Steel 2 sequel, you yeah. know, and, you know, focusing on Superman, which really is like he is. Well, it's tough now. I think it's 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 different. Like if you said, who's the face of DC? It could be Batman. I, I think with Marvel, it's always Spider-Man. But it, with DC, it could be either Batman or Superman. But to me, he's the face of, of or the S is the face of, uh, of DC. And it just always felt like he wasn't being respected properly. And like I said, he basically, on his, on Henry Cavill's birthday, they announced that um, they were, what was his name? J.J. Uh, Abrams was making a Superman movie and introducing a black Superman. It's just why, <laughs> you know, it's like, what are the odds that, you know, it just happened to fall on his birthday? Uh, you know, it, it's very possible. It's one out of 365, but uh it did seem like they were kind of someone was saying, yeah, you're out. Yeah. We don't like you, you know, Oh, we forgot to tell him he's no longer <laughs> Superman, but I am happy for him. Like I said before, um, he, he's not the greatest Superman, but he looks like Superman and Jack and I have said this a lot. He looks more like the Superman in the comics than Christopher Reeve does, but Christopher mm-hmm. Reeve was just on a completely different level. Um, you yeah. know, as far as his portrayal. Uh, so I am happy to see him back. I think the only one, I think the rock is the only person that wants to see a black Adam versus Superman movie. You know, I think most people want to see black Adam face off against Shazam at first. Um, Cause that's re- disrespecting the Shazam character. They, they are, you know, eternally linked, especially by, you know, their, their phrase that they both say. Yeah to become the, the characters they are. It, it's just like rock is like, you know, like someone that started out in boxing and is, is like, and this is going to age me a little bit. Like uh, they've only had two fights and it's like, I want my Going next fight. To, yeah. Yeah. I want a, my next fight to be against Mike Tyson for the title, you know? Yeah. That's how I see the rock. It's, you know, just because you're famous and you make a lot of money, you you still have to follow certain rules and steps that everybody else does, you know. So go fight Shazam for a while. Let Superman come back and fight Brainiac, which I'm not a huge fan of Brainiac either, but they'll probably do that because uh, he doesn't have many good villains. But don't give decrees to Warner Brothers and DC as to how they should be running their things. Uh, although I'm grateful that he he was instrumental in bringing Henry Cavill back mm-hmm. as Superman. Yeah. Um, I just don't want him to get everything that he wants, you know, because it seems like I can't think of anything that he didn't get that he, he wanted, you know? Yeah. Um, but anyway, yeah, I think that, that was a good movie. Yeah. And, you know, again, it's, uh, like you said, most Marvel movies are, are good. You know, like even the worst yeah. ones are good. And this one was surprisingly better than the other ones for me. Uh, you know, than, like I, I, I'd rather see this 
and Aquaman and Suicide Squad and whatever the hell. All right, let's move on. So uh, I want, yeah, I want to talk about Star Wars Tales of the Jedi. So you said you saw the first three episodes? The first three, yeah, right before we came on. Doing my homework. Oh, uh, so what'd you <laughs> think of it? I mean, just like, you know. Uh, well, because we spoke about Clone Wars and stuff before, and you know that I'm not a fan of that style of animation. Mm. And I think seeing the few little still images or bits of trailers for Tales of the Jedi, I was kind of like, yeah, I'm not really, I wasn't necessarily going to tune in to see it because I just, I find that animation hard to watch, to take it seriously. I, I know you and Jack and everybody have, the, have said how good Clone Wars is. I just I can't. For some reason, I didn't I say that. Get... Right. <laughs> wasn't me. Uh, oh no, it wasn't you. No, it was, Jeff. Oh, it was well, Taylor. Taylor. Had said, Taylor. Taylor had said about how good it was, and I. I don't know. It just looks too. Children's TV for an animation. I don't know. There's just something about it. That, but the first thing I noticed when I turned it on and properly watched it on the TV was, the quality. The character style is is still similar, but the overall quality and the depth and the detail on the animation was much better. Like just the backgrounds, the forest in that Ahsoka episode, even the old, the old lady, like the detailing on her face was phenomenal. It was beautiful. I was completely surprised because I expected it to look like crap. And yeah, no, you're right. They look a little bit like they're, what's that? So that 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 held my attention already because I was like, I think it was easier to then watch because you could take in some of the details and things like that. So yeah, no, no, sorry, but yeah. No, I was saying it, it looked a little bit like Clone Wars and Rebels and the Bad Batch, but it was vastly improved. I, mm-hmm. I'd say they, they still have problems with noses and beards and, you know, the crown. And the mouth to the dialogue. Yeah. That's, but the, the backgrounds are, are stunning, you know, in 4K and Dolby Vision. I was completely thrown. And, and I agree with you, that old lady, like that shaman lady, she yeah. looked incredible. You know, it's like, I'm like, God, I, I hope that they're starting to go towards that level of how a character should look. And, but I didn't mind, you know, how Dooku and Qui-Gon looked. I mean, they could have looked better for sure. Mm-hmm but they could have looked a hell of a lot worse too. And so he looked like Liam Neeson as well. Yeah. A little bit. didn't sound like him. I mean, you know, the the, the, the the voice was terrible, but, um, but it looked in the face. He looked like Liam Neeson. I thought he did a good job. Yeah. You know, but I'll I'll tell you, I just felt quality. Yeah, exactly. I, I, I mean, I guess I'm breaking into you. I was blown away. I was really surprised because I was not expecting much of this. And I was like, well, I'll watch the first episode of this and then I'll watch Andor because I hadn't seen Andor yet, you know? And so I watched the first episode and I was like, well, man, I'm going to check out the second one. And I checked out the second one as that was pretty damn good. You know, it's like, mm-hmm. it's like right, I'm going to watch the third one. You know, it's weird too, Dan, because, well, you might notice it's in weird order. It's because uh, the first one's Ahsoka. The, the second, third, and fourth one are Dooku, and the fifth and the sixth one are Ahsoka. 
I don't know who decided that order, but it's kind of yeah. strange. Um, but it was, uh, I was surprised. I, I really liked, uh, I have very little complaints about any of the episodes and some are much better than the others. Uh, you, you've only saw the first couple of Dooku. Well, there's, there's three of Dooku. So the next one will be the final part of Dooku. Uh, well, you saw this person in a trailer. So I'm going to mention this, not much of a spoil to you is, is uh, Yaddle is in it. Oh yeah. You know, and she is very good. <laughs> It's like, I'm like, what the hell is going on here? It's, uh, I was really impressed and I'm, I'm always crapping on Dave Filoni and everything. And I'm still going to crap on him a little bit because I don't know if he just finds, he surrounds himself with good talent, but I thought the writing was very good done. Uh, well done. I thought the voice cast was well done. Um, I thought that, uh, Dooku, it's a tight story. Yeah, it was a good story. The Dooku one is is very good. I I kind of feel like the Ahsoka one is a little bit of filler, but it, it's still good though. You know, like the the next Ahsoka episode you see is complete filler as far as I'm concerned. <laughs> you know, because it, it's just her fighting um, and getting knocked out over and over and over again. Um, right. And then. Uh, you know, the last episode of her was, you know, a little more where she kind of comes, you know, or, you know, I'm not going to spoil for you, but it is, it's very, very, very good. And I, I would suggest if you guys had any doubts about it, um, I spoke to Jack about it. He was going to give it a pass as a dude, don't you dare, <laughs> you know, it's like, it yeah. is fantastic. And uh, Bradley Wilbanks, he and I texted and he's a huge star Wars fan. He loved it. And he's a big clone Wars fan and he loved how everything ties to it. Like they, they kind of go back to, you know, Camino, like him eliminating Camino from the map, uh, Sifo-Dyas. There's just so much stuff that they are addressing from the prequels and also uh, clone wars, which probably went over my head because I didn't see all the clone wars. Um, I, I was going to say that, uh, he reminded me of, uh, Duke reminded me of Professor Snape, you know, yes. how he looked and how he sounded. Sounded. Yeah. If I didn't know Alan Rickman had passed away, I would have been like, oh, they got Alan Rickman to do Christopher Lee. But they didn't even, whoever was doing it. Was yeah. They didn't even try to Alan do Rickman. Christopher Lee, you know? It's like, no, they were doing Alan Rickman. Yeah. Cause I mean, you could, it's easy to do Christopher Lee. And it's like, no, but yeah, you're right. They, they were doing Alan Rickman for some reason. And he probably would have been good. He would have been good in Star Wars, you know, but we'll never see that. Yeah. Um, I, I do want to talk about Yao, but I don't want to spoil it for you. Um, <laughs> okay. It's Bryce Dallas Howard, isn't it? Is it? Get out. From what I saw online, I think it it's is. possible, you know, but usually if I see your name, I click off immediately so uh maybe it was her if it was her good for her you know um i'm just looking at the directors uh i think it looks like oh, i can't tell i cut i cut off their names but maybe as dave filoni wrote most of them so if he wrote most of them i'll give him props all right i give you props filoni just this one time um but yeah it's good it looks nice 
it's got nice music. It's good. Watch it. Just watch it. And they're, they're bite-sized episodes too. They're all there. Six episodes. And I think the longest one is 20 minutes, you know? I don't even think it's that. I think when I was looking, because I wanted to see, because I was getting in from work today and I wanted to make sure I watched some before we, we logged on. And I looked at, I think the longest one is 18 minutes, but that's a Disney plus 18 minutes. So, you know, there's like four minutes of that's credits at the end. Mm, that's true. Yeah. So you could easily have them all watched in maybe what, an hour, 10 hour, 15. I will say the first episode that you saw, which I, which kind of annoyed me. And I thought that this was, it was a little bit of wokeness in there. The husband stays home. The wife goes hunting, you know, and she takes Ahsoka with her. And why would you do that? It's like, you wouldn't, you wouldn't. yeah, he's yeah. too young. Well, she's an alien. We'll just say that, you know, maybe they don't look at kids as young as we do, you know, but I, I would never have done something like that, but she kind of felt like a Mary Sue a little bit, like that there was no way that she could die because that's how she was written. She was, more powerful than most of the people there. She was more powerful than the creatures that attacked her. Um, I, I wasn't a huge fan of that story, but I liked how, the way it looked. <laughs> you know, it was really nice, like you said. Looked like a video game, like the best looking video game you could possibly play. Um, and I, I really feel like they were pushing Baby Ahsoka, like Baby Yoda, like. You know she's going to be in the Disney parks. I'm Galaxy. glad she because you know what I was waiting for the baby Ahsoka to like use the force to like lift the creature out of the way or something. But I'm glad they didn't do that. I'm glad they didn't make her. Yeah, me too. Like baby Yoda and that. But it, one thing that I think fine because the, the old the shaman lady, she said, "Oh, she's a Jedi." you'd need to train to become a Jedi, right? She would be, a. she has, would she not be better saying she's strong with the force? Cause she well, hasn't trained to be a Jedi cause she's a baby. I, I mean, that might've skipped me, but it could it have been that she was saying that, you know, did she just say Jedi? Didn't she just say Jedi? I, Meaning that that's probably what she should be. I mean, that's how I tell well, maybe. Maybe I thought I thought she meant that she was a like. There's something different about her, and I thought she said like she's a Jedi. But yeah, but that I, shame, we'll, I hope we see more of the Shaman Lady. She was cool. Yeah, and I hope we see more Dooku. You know, they they could have more of it. You know, yes, because it ends. I think this will be a yeah. Because you can just fill in the gaps, can't you? Because there's like a decent, be a decent time. You know, if it was a series, you could have two or three more episodes in between each of these stories to pad it out. So maybe that's what they're doing with it. Maybe it's like a pilot experiment, short form series that they can expand. But what it does show you, too, is like something that I've always thought. And I know a lot of people have thought, too. It's first of all, you know, was it really bad under the Empire? Um, you know, if peace, people just did you know like if, if say like the empire was in charge of a specific planet they went along with their lives they did all that stuff you know and people were happy um but when you watch these two you see that 
the senators are corrupt, you know, who were supposed to be part of the, the I don't know if you called them the alliance, um, or, you know, they were part of the Senate. And that's what was leading Dooku to the dark side is realizing that he's protecting people that don't deserve to be protected that are supposed yeah. to stand for the people that they represent. And I, I think that that's a great way to introduce things too, because when we look at both sides, you know, of, to the rebel Alliance and the, uh, and the empire, there are good and bad people on both sides. I mean, there's more bad people in the empire, but there, there's also people that are going to take advantage of the situation. And I, I think that that's what uh, I, I think I thought it was cool that they addressed that. It, it's just like, yeah. you know, Dooku did, just didn't change because he was like, I could do so much better as a Sith. You know, these guys are a bunch of nerds. I'm going to like, you know, be the most powerful Sith Lord. Yeah, he changed because like his eyes were open, seeing that things were not all roses that he was led to believe. So, but, you know, again, I don't want to spoil the last one you haven't seen, <laughs> but there's, it's a big one. <laughs> you know, get back to me when you see it. Yeah. Uh, the last thing we'll do is we just get into Andor. This was episode eight. It was called Narkina Five, and. Uh, what do you think about that one? <laughs> it was a lot better than the last sort of story. I thought it moved a lot quicker. I thought it held my attention better than the last three kind of did. And I don't, it's just, I don't know. Andor has been the series that we talked about it before. It, it's good. You can tell the quality's there, but there's not there's not enough big things going on. And I know that it's building up to things, but to just sort of hold my attention the whole time, where I'm like, oh, I have to watch this. You're 100 percent right. That's the whole thing is that you can't expect that the audience is going to stay with you, and yeah, if you're saving like, all the big things for the end. Yes, like and and there's you know there's there's lots of series that tell like a long drawn out story but they also have big bits in the middle game of thrones you know does that there's long things that play out and but there's still all these big things you kind of go oh whoa. like i feel like i could probably just tune into the last episode of andor watch the previously on andor it catch you up for that two minutes and then watch and probably enjoy the finale because that's probably where all the what everything's going to build up to and happen in. But there definitely is that quality there. I think they're doing some things with it. I, I spotted it in this episode in the in the Mothma bit and in the um, Andor parts of the story where I think there's they're throwing in things that are a bit like the Galactic Star Cruiser Hotel. Mm, yeah, I'd see that. I almost said so that then it, it kind of makes it a bit more like oh look that's just like it was on Andor because you had the bar and everything that she was in and it's all the Chandrilla because that's what the Star Cruiser is that's a Chandrilla Starliner so they obviously they're dropping that in that name a lot more with Mon Mothma so then that's like becomes a familiar thing oh I and didn't then, know that I, I'm I'm ignorant towards that so that is the same Starliner uh, well, I don't know if it's the same Starline, but like the that Chandrilla is that a place? 
Well, say uh, or is it a, a corporate? Is it a corporation or is it a planet? Are you saying? Or? Uh, well, I don't know. So I'm asking you. Oh. <laughs> no, good. Um, well, I don't, I don't think Jack, Jack could answer that. Back. No, he can't answer that uh, either. He he, um, he knows nothing about. Right. You know, the, the Star Wars hotel. What is it, the Galactic Cruiser, Star Cruiser? Yeah, but I know that I know that the the story for the ship, the hotel, is that it's a Chandrilla Starliner okay. ship. And if you listen to Mom Mothma, a lot of times she drops. Oh, we had this on Chandrilla. Maybe it's a place then. Yeah, but at least then it becomes familiar phrasing because, like, if somebody said, "Oh, it's from Tatooine," everybody goes, "Oh, I know what that is." So I think they're trying to make it so that it's more recognizable when they're talking about the hotel and then the cells in the prison which is ironic the prison cells look like the bunk beds in the rooms on the star oh, cruiser yeah. that's what it made made me think of those um but no i, I enjoyed it. it it was it was better i kind of figured that the reason the the floor is obviously electrified that's why the all the prison guards were the thick like rubber boots and I think Andor's figured that out, so he's going to steal some shoes at some point. That's the, the acting. <laughs> <laughs> Wear shoes <laughs> instead of bare feet. <laughs> I know, yeah, because they're all like feet on the floor, feet on the floor, and then they made a point of like zooming in on the shoes as the guards were walking out. I was like, hey. So, but there was lots of familiar. So, for a lot of people, British people that were watching this, um, and Charlie would be better at telling you who was in what, but there was a lot of familiar British acting faces in this, especially in his team. Um, I know Andy Serkis the, was there. Oh, and Andy Serkis as well, yeah. But um, the guy, you know, the smaller, older guy, he was in quite a few things. He was in Alvida's and Pets. Um, and no, you won't, have ever, you won't have even heard of that. I didn't hear that one, no. No. Um, the the black guy was in EastEnders, I believe. And the there's one a couple that, of others as well. The one that died? The one who died? Who died? Didn't the guy that, that, that died that was trying to escape, uh, you know, and he got electrocuted? Uh, no, he was was, a, it wasn't the guy. He, was, he wasn't the guy who was in his team, though. But he was a prisoner, right? Yeah, yeah, yeah. He was oh, okay, one of the so he wasn't I don't think he was anybody in their team. I think he was just another random prisoner that was. Oh, okay. Seeing if he could get away, but but no, it was better. And I'm was this a different director than the previous three? Is that what they're doing? Are yeah, they going like three, yeah. three, three, which which shows because then that first three we enjoyed that a lot more than the the next three. So hopefully that this, you know, is going to be better. Yeah, it's you know it's, 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 it's that crap like where again it's a weird way to do it, isn't it? Well, no, but I just don't like you know like when with She Hulk they're like, well, we we have to have mostly women on it because I I was surprised in that series to see that there were any men writers, you know, unless they were like a token male writer. But you know the directors were all women, and you know the composer was a woman. Um, so the the last three episodes prior to this, they had a woman. Uh, directing it and that focused more on mon mothma as far as i was concerned and maybe that's what they did it was because to kind of introduce like her you know internal frustration with her husband and 
and, uh, you know, and her position in the Senate. I don't know. But yes, yeah, it's, it's a new director. He's doing three. And then the guy that did the first three is doing the last three. So, right. but they were still boring too. I mean, it, yeah. My point is, it looks great. You've got great actors, but the story sucks and it's boring as hell. We spent most of this episode watching Cassian on an assembly line, you know, with his prison buddies trying to get faster and faster at making, what were those? Were those bombs or parts for uh, for guns or something? I don't know. I thought it was like part for a ship or something. It looked- yeah, maybe it was a part for a ship, but it was like, so what's the end play with this? That... The next episode, they're going to get faster and more efficient, and they're going to get like flavor in their food, and we're supposed to be happy, satisfied with that story. Yeah, I mean, surely it's got because you had the other, the other guy who obviously he had a friend who was further back in the line. He was signing to him through the window. I think he switched on to where he's trying that to. Was, that was way cool. I, I I like that, you know, and and again, I like the production values of it. That's kind of cool to see it but i just think this whole storyline is dumb i don't think there's going to be any payoff other than the fact that he's probably going to escape at some point and um maybe he'll bring somebody with him but it just i feel like they're wasting our time you know like why do we have to go through all this crap but why did you have to make 12 episodes when you could have made six yeah Um, i think one of the prisoners i only because i saw this on twitter one of the prisoners who's in his team is is shown. He's also in Rogue One. I saw I saw a picture of that. There was a picture of him stood with Andor in the series Andor, and then there was a picture of from captured from Rogue One, and he's one of the oh yeah soldiers or whatever in the back of that. So he's gonna he must well he must escape with Andor. Maybe a few of them do. And then he becomes one of his allies eventually. And then. Oh, yeah. He joins the resistance rebellion. Rebellion. Um, yeah. It's just, it's, you know, like I said, it's a sin that it's just so boring. It's uh, it reminds me of rings of power. Cause you know, I, I gave it a try, you know, and then it just felt like nothing was happening. It's like, you're really wasting an hour of my life, you know, where I can be doing something, which probably is nothing but still it you need to entertain me if you want me to continue and watch this stuff i'm this is homework for me so i have to watch it yeah but i can i I heard it's it's like not getting many views on disney plus Mm. you know people are not interested in this at all so but you know what it is with disney too it's kind of like once they're in that they're all in you know like this might have like incredibly low viewers watching this but they'll give you season two and season three because it's like well we have to you know it's like if we we did if we didn't do it 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 would kind of make us look like you know we were uh against the story where something like this like again netflix all the time they'll have season one you're not getting a season two, you know, Disney yeah. needs to do that more. It's like Miss Marvel didn't have many views season two coming up pretty soon. You know, same thing with <laughs> She-Hulk. It's like, so what are you going to do in season two? It's like, they, they just give them. It, so 
and it's not like it's going to get any better. It's just going to get more crap. Someone, we need someone to take over <laughs> Disney in general. It's too bad Discovery didn't buy Disney, which would have been a nicer name, Disney Discovery. Come on, <laughs> you know you're wasting your time with Warner Brothers. I tell you what I did hear the other day though. Apparently, and I don't know the reason why the year and that, but apparently in 2024 there's potential that Comcast who own Universal NBC could put a bid in to buy Warner Brothers Discovery. Oh, jeez. <laughs> um, well, I heard that there, there's also the possibility that they could sell the rights to the DC characters. You know? Yeah. If they're not making yeah. substantial money for them, you know, they, they might just get rid of them. Maybe that's why James Gunn's there. He's like, he's there to make DC fail. So Kevin Feige and Marvel <laughs> can they can buy them. <laughs> that's why he's in there. <laughs> yeah, I mean, I wouldn't care if someone paid me like $10 million and, and it failed. I still got $10 million, you know? Exactly. Um, what else? This one. Oh, they also introduced a, a lesbian romance, you know, of course, because, be, just because it's Disney. Um, but you know what I, I, I noticed too? The lack of aliens. It would be nice if yeah. there were some aliens in that prison. Like, are, are you telling yeah. me that no alien has done anything bad? Because I think that's what... Yeah might bring kids into it. Cause I, I said the last time, how can a kid watch this show, you know, without falling asleep yeah. or feeling like they're being punished for something. They didn't know what they did. Um, throw in some aliens for crying out loud. Yeah. I think I saw one in the, the banquet bar place. Well, they have them, but they're not main characters. No, no, no. They're not. It's not like straight away. Mandalorian. You had Quill. Yeah. So there you go. You know, you know what I mean? Every the guy he went after in the bar and that was an alien. I just hear, yeah, it's weird. Also, the the you have to correct me on this one, but they referenced something as human. It okay. was when it was when uh it was when Forrest the uh what's it Forrest Whitaker's character. Yeah um when he was talking with, it, uh, when he was Luke? talking, yeah. With Luthen, yeah, they were they were talking, and he, he was describing something as a problem or whatever. And I'm sure he's it was human something like a human problem or some the phrase in it. But he used the word human. But the people in Star Wars aren't referenced as humans, are they? Though I, I don't know how that's. Like, uh, I know they there's the word humanoid. Um, you know, maybe they can feel like they can get away with that. Um, yeah, but it wasn't humanoid. It was. Yeah, I'll, I'd have to find the you know, exact like it, phrasing you use. Like, you know, if you live on a different planet and, and you look like us uh, and you don't look alien, they, they would call them humanoid. So maybe they can get away with saying human. But I mean, yeah, it would still irritate the hell out of me. I don't think they should be even be calling a fork a fork. You know, I'm sure they do that. Yeah. I always complain about that crap, but. Uh, I've kind of given up. I mean, I'll I'll scream whenever I see they use a word that they definitely shouldn't use. But I, I think I did it last episode. I can't remember what it was, but um, whatever. 
Um, he's the only one I like. Not not Saul Guerrero. Um, you know, Stalin Skarsgård. You know, yeah. I think he's the only interesting character. Um, Saul Guerrero. I, I mean, after seeing him in this, I think he should have looked like that in Rogue One instead of making him robotic and and crazy and all that it, it just kind of wasted the talent of forrest whitaker you know yeah um but and and i can't stand mon mothma's storyline it, it's just such bs it's just too political i mean they should have never said first of all that they were modeling her after nancy uh, the, the senator nancy pelosi because again you know it's it's divisive it's you know no matter what you think of her, you, you have to realize that you can't be pushing it. You know, you can't be pushing towards a certain audience or, or actively admitting it because you, you're going to turn some people off. Um, especially I, again, if they're, they're trying to make her uh, into this martyr hero type of character. Um, and I just don't, you know, it is it's like my Mothma before this, all we basically knew from her is she said, many Bothans die to get us this information. And that was it. And now they're just making her into something bigger than she actually is. And, and they did that with Yoda in the prequels too. It's like, couldn't you have just left Yoda on Dagobah as like some old guy that would train Jedi? It's like, you know, you would tell the Jedi, oh, you're going on vacation. There's a you know, a Jedi master there. He'll teach you some stuff. I don't need to know that he can, He, you know, he has a seat at the Jedi council and that uh, he eats and goes to the bathroom and all that. You know, I, he, he was better as a mysterious character, and, you know, because it just disappointed me afterwards because mm -hmm. he spoke too much. You know, like they, again, he should have been a side character. Maybe we might have seen him walking by, but I don't know. Some sometimes they're ruining. Oh, this is. I'm going to give you a spoiler here, which I don't think is that big of a spoiler since you told me who voices Yaddle. She doesn't have Yoda's accent. What's up with that? She speaks perfect English. <laughs> Can you explain really? that to me? Can you explain that to me? Well, maybe we'll get Tales of the Jedi season two. And we'll see a Yoda that speaks normally, and then he gets hit in the head or something, and yeah. messes with his. Yeah, no, I, I don't maybe, know. Maybe Yoda was crazy, you know, and that's how he talked. Maybe he did have an accident because I don't yeah. get it. <laughs> yeah. Um, I guess that's it. <laughs> you know? um, hey, one thing we never mentioned when we were in the news was: Did you see the Guardians? The Galaxy Holiday Special trailer. Oh, I, I thought I did mention that. I'm sorry. It was only when you when you were talking about we were talking yeah, about aliens. I, I was like, oh, there was aliens in that bar, and I was like, no, that was in the Guardians yeah, trailer. We were supposed to talk about in it right after the Ant Man trailers. Yeah, I'll, I'll tell you real quick. I didn't like it. <laughs> you know, I mean, whatever. But yeah, uh, the, the, we, the Kevin Bacon's a bit of a stretch. I'm. I'm I'm, I'm not like it was cool for to see them in Hollywood and things like that just because like we, we were there on honeymoon like in the summer but it's a bit weird that they're in those places and making it to up, up to that but I think it's still going to be fun I think it's going to be Guardians I think it's going to be it's going to be tying into this something 
in the movie and in the storyline, which all the Disney Plus series and special haven't been for. No, I don't think so. Well, pretty much so long. I think it's just going to be. He's settled and not having Gamora. So. Well, yeah, well, I think I mentioned that, but I, I just think it's going to be a stupid Christmas special, you know, like the Star Wars Christmas special mm-hmm. where, you yeah. know, he misses Christmas and they want to cheer him up and all that. Yeah, I, that whole Kevin, Kevin Bacon thing, I thought was a little too much, you know, uh, I, I think it was thought it was kind of cringy and it, and that's what bothers me because i i have a feeling that you're gonna have three really good movies and this one's gonna be okay but then again you know people like even before it's out reviewers are gonna say it's the best thing ever you know this christmas special and then when we see it more than likely it's gonna be eh, is that right drax had a couple of funny things to say and you know but it just seems stupid i mean is because if they can go back to earth why don't they just bring Peter back to Earth? You know. Yeah, take him home for Christmas. Yeah. Um. Yeah, I, I, I it doesn't look good. I, I, when I first heard about it, I thought it was going to be a Lego, you know, thing. <laughs> and I think I would have been better off with it if it was a Lego thing. I, I don't have high hopes for it. I'll just say that much. Yeah. Oh any, well. Any, well, I what was his name? Is uh, is Yandu back? Um, or the the actor that no, plays sure him? he did. Sure, he died. He did, but I think the, Yandu died. Yeah, but I think the the actor that portrayed him is going to be in it. Um, That's right. Really. Oh, maybe it'll be a flashback scene or something. Uh, Michael Rooker. Yeah, yeah, it could be a flashback scene or something. You know, or. A young Peter Quill celebrated Christmas. Oh, maybe, yeah. Um, yeah, we'll wait and see. No, but I meant to say, do you have anything you wanted to say about that? Anything positive? Or? Uh, no, I think I think it just it looked like just more of the Guardians, and like we said before, we were talking about James Gunn. The first movie, that's that's one that might be in my top five, and. I really enjoy the second one. That's I he just—he knows exactly what he's doing with those characters. Is James Gunn yeah. doing this too? This uh, Christmas special? Yeah, as far as I know, he's—he's he's done everything with Guardians. Even when they were in like Infinity War and Endgame, he was consulted on. All right. Well, it, if so, he is—if he's directing it, I'm on board. I—I I might have known that he directed it, but. I forget what I had for breakfast yesterday, so uh, <laughs> we'll see. All right, let's wrap this one up. So, Dan, can you tell everyone where they can find you? Um, you can find me on Twitter and Instagram if you just want to search uh, Daniel McComb, and you'll find me there. Hey, if you want, you can email me at joe at wdwnt.com or send me a friend request on Facebook and check out WDW News Today, Disneyland News Today, as well as Universal Parks News Today for our or Disney Universal News. And finally, if you like our show and enjoy other WDWNT podcasts and would like to become a Patreon supporter, please visit the WDWNT Patreon page at www.patreon.com slash WDWNT. So with that, this will be the end of WDWNT Nerd Alert Season 8, Episode 47. So until next time, see ya. Bye, everybody. <laughs>